Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we're talking NWA Saturday Night on TBS from July 22nd, 1989. This is the go-home show before the big pay-per-view that you can only listen to us review on Patreon at tinyurl.com slash patreonbtt. Become a patron, get access to all that wonderful content there. I am sitting here today. With Doc and not Hardbody Hopper, before anyone gets worried. No, it is actually not Hopper's fault this time. Uh, he is having a hell of a work week this week. And he simply, there was no chance he was going to do this any day this week. So we are uh, we had to move some things around so Doc and I could get this show done. Doc, let me welcome you in since this is going to be you and I. How you doing, man? No superstar this week. What are we going to do here? Well, I was feeling really happy about my Thanksgiving, but now I'm feeling really litigious. For those out there who don't know what litigious means, I'm ready. To, I'm ready to sue your ass. Okay, over. Look, if I don't get a check for some of this JV Goon Squad T-shirt money, <laughs> you and I are going to have a problem. Not to mention these flunkies that are doing live streams or whatever it is you call what they're doing. But when you start putting shirts out, that's infringing <laughs> on my income. So would you like all the money that comes in for the JV Goon Squad shirts? I, I, 100%, no, 100% not, of it. 100%. No, I see. That's where you're wrong. Why is everything? I don't have a problem color, sending everything you that. Is, everything is black or white with you. I didn't say I want all of it. I just don't think I deserve 0% of it. I mean, to be honest, like, well, here's the thing. I feel you on this one. I'm not even going to argue. You came up with the JV Goon Squad. Like, you came up with that title. Like, instead of third string or whatever, or bench, you said JV Goon Squad. Do I need to get on the horn with Stephen P. New? Let me tell you something. (laughs) If somebody's talking about, if we had a shirt that said, the muddiest of mud show podcast, we'd get a phone call. And I'd prefer that we keep this inside the family, but since I haven't seen any money coming my way, I had to air it out here. That's all I'm saying. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, the JV team down there decided to get their own jerseys instead of <laughs> getting the hand-me-downs. And they've printed some shirts. Where, where can you buy those? 
Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees, the book in the territory store on ProWrestlingTees.com. Just go to Pro Wrestling Tees and find our store. All or it's I'm in the link, is it's in the link in the show eat. description. People are being greedy right now. Everybody needs to eat. It's the holidays, man. Other than that, I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. The Cowboys beat that football team. Uh, we're in first place. Uh, I'm feeling good. I hear you, man. <laughs> Cowboys are back, man. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Can I? Can we hit pause and let me re- redo a, an alternate beginning in case we lose, so that no. you can edit it and put it in? No, no, that's this is great. I was just going to say something else. Whether the Cowboys are back or not, or whoever, whoever wins ends up winning the NFC least division. I said least, not east. Whoever wins that division, I just want to say, whoever ends up as the five seed in the NFC playoffs, uh, congratulations on earning yourself a bye week, and that's. All I Man, have to say I'm telling you, whoever wins this sorry shit ought to come out there and just throw Hail Marys the whole 60 minutes. Why not, man? You're playing with with house money at that point. Just try to get pass interference and move down the field and just blitz a lot and just dirty up the game and see what you can do. Here's here's the interesting thing. There's been a few 7-9 and nine teams that have won their division and gotten to the playoffs. But... We're about to set the mark this year that I don't think will ever be broken because I'm convinced as I look at those standings that a six win, possibly six and ten or six, nine and one is going to win that division. And let me There's tell you a team something, with if it's going to happen, losses. it might as well be us. <laughs> which which for you would be six and ten, which is amazing in itself. And, yeah, it's uh, amazing how you can get from two and seven to six and ten. But you know what? I sat there. I, I called my shot on Sunday. and said, I think we're actually going to beat the Vikings because it's the cowboy thing to do to like give some hope. And then, you know, false hope, you know. I hear you. <laughs> and I was and then I was then I started, you know, I, st- I worked myself into a shoot. I was watching that game against the Vikings and we're win- we're going to win this thing. I was standing up cheering like we was like we were eight and two buying for home field. Why not, man? It's fun. To, I told you some footballs, bad football is better than no football. We better enjoy what we have. That's all I'm saying. It's something to be said about the NFL season being a marathon and not a sprint too, because if you, I don't really listen to the, to the national pundits and this, the media when it comes to sports. I think it's a waste of time because if you listen to them Man. from one week to the next, they will come up with a new best team that's going to run the table yeah. every single week. It is a complete waste. Now, with that said, any I, other I, thoughts before we yeah. move on to some shout-outs? Well, I do. Before we hit the shout-outs, we do have, I mean, just coming up right around the, right around the corner is the pay-per-view, the bash. That son of a bitch is almost three hours long, man. Eh, Two hours and 45, 40 40 was a standard back then. Yeah. So here's a question. Um, We're coming off the heels of the 2020 Survivor Series. What percentage of that pay-per-view did you watch? If I could, I wish I could tell you negative, but I'm going to say 0% since negative isn't, you know. Zero. Okay. Yeah. 0%. I'm going to, yeah, we'll make that too. I, I didn't have time to watch that. I care less. Kids not watching it anymore. Mine? Yeah. No, he's reached a stage where you and I reached at fifteen. Oh and, no! Uh, he's chasing, you know, some uh-huh. sniffing. Grandpa Mendes. So, 
Nah, and I know people are like, what do you mean he's doing that during a pandemic? Well, I mean, he's technically not like, you know, dating or anything, like going out with anyone. But, you know, he spends his time sweet talking to his ladies on the phone. So basically he's setting it up so that once he gets the shot, he's ready to roll. And then he's going to oh, need another yeah. shot to clear up whatever he gets. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. that would mine, be a negative. Mine is even worse. My kid over there has access to the network, still loves wrestling, but only wants to watch Royal Rumbles. He has seen the whichever, I think the 2019 Royal Rumble, I guarantee you he's watched it one, once for every year on the calendar. I bet he's watched that thing 2019 times, man. And he starts <laughs> describing it to me, and I'm like, you know the Survivor Series was on last night. You want to watch that? No, no, I'm good. I'm watching this. All right. Kids and wives, yeah. man, it's the holidays. What else are you going to do? Yeah, I mean, you know, let him entertain himself. I mean, I point, guess. What are you, hey, you going to do the way we're all stuck in our homes for the most part? All right. We, uh, we, got, we, got, we got some things to talk about here. We got some, some shout outs, don't we? Yeah, I got a couple of shout outs. So, you know, the pandemic hasn't been kind this year to a lot of people. And uh, I just want to welcome back Josh Fields to our Patreon. I know 2020 has been a, has been hard on you and your family. So without getting into specifics, I want to welcome you back. And thanks for re-upping your patronage. Thank you, Josh, uh, for all your support. You've been a longtime supporter of the show, and it's definitely appreciated. Steven Javorski, he went and got himself the annual subscription mm. on Patreon so that he can guarantee himself for the next year worth of Patreon access and cranking off to Harper's voice. And I guess when Harper's not here, cranking off to ours. And mm. this guy's got a severe problem. He's over in the Facebook group. He's always causing problems. He likes to be a troll. Uh, but I still like Javorski because uh, hey. he's, a, he's hey. a bad troll. He is living the fucking life right now. This is the <laughs> first time in 26 years that his Cleveland Browns have been this good. That's true, too. That's, I didn't over think about a, that. that's over a quarter of a century. Only the Browns would post their best season in a quarter of a century during a pandemic when you can't fully enjoy it. Can you okay. imagine the, the 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 ceiling in his garage or his basement when he I mean, because, you know, he's shooting some missiles off. Into I that. bet it's so heavy and caked on that it's now a six foot ceiling instead of a 10 foot ceiling. That's a good Good bet. I would put money yeah. on that if I was a bet man. And then uh, also thanks to new BTT Hall of Famer Jim Vinsky, who helps me run the BTT Facebook group. Jim moved over to the annual as well. And I wanted to shout him out, not only for moving over to the annual, but helps me a lot with the Facebook group because I'm not on Facebook a ton these days. And Jim helps me there along with Mike Crockett. So thanks, Jim. The thing Our about Javorski and Jim, what real quick, Doc, you know, yeah. they bumped up to their to the annual. You know, by bumping up to the annual subscription model last week, they got themselves two free months. Now, as of now, you'll only get one free month because the flash sale is over. But the thing is, when you move over to the annual model or you sign up at an annual model, you will get one free month on our Patreon. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. So if you're month to month, yeah, fine. If you want to stay month to month, great. If you sign up new and you want to go month to month, good. But I'm telling you, if you go annual, you get a discount. Now, Doc, you were about to say something? Are we on parlor? No, we're not. I don't even like I told you what I said to Hopper last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was. I, I I don't have time for the social media that I have. I don't want to sign up for something else. So that would be a big no. I don't care if parlors for conservatives or liberals or middle ground people. It doesn't matter to me. I do not want any more social media. I can't well, no maintain the ones I have now. 
Is so, the social media that's out there any good? I, I, it has I mean, become yeah, a task. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I wouldn't, in first shoot, I wouldn't mind being in the old uh, BTT Facebook group just for shits and giggles. But all the other stuff I'd have to put up with in, in the other parts of my life, like people from high school and shit, I, I'll just stay over here. Yeah, I don't need any other social media. I know many, people okay, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, here's Snapchat. Uh, those are so how many people from high school do you still how big was your high school uh mm, i mean my high school i don't i don't know what i was we were a 5a school so what does that tell you how many people graduated in your graduating class oh good that's a good question probably about 250 okay okay mine was about 470 i think so you, yeah, you I mean you, 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 you know, how many, you know, many, you know how many of that four seventy I keep in contact with? Probably like one or two. Z row. Yeah, I don't keep in touch with many of my high school buddies either. What do I need to see their dumbass kids on Facebook? I don't care. Well, uh, that's not it. It's like no, no, no. Mom, the mother-in-law came in and said, "Did you know so and so from high school? Your high school?" And I was like, "Yeah. How do you know him?" She's like, "Gave me this story and told me some stuff." And I was like, "That's great." And then I just took another drink of whiskey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just like you. Bro. I'm it, the antisocial hey, one, but you're said, the one what? who doesn't said, like your high school friends. I said. Did he develop the vaccine and get it ready? If the answer is no, then I don't give a shit about him. Otherwise, <laughs> anyway. All right, you've got a five-star review, so I let's do. do that. That way we can get it to this show. This is a good one. It's uh, I, Well, I think it's D-Hood DMB. Um. I that sounds right, like from what I was looking at earlier. But Okay, I don't well, it's a five-star. It's a, it's a five-star review. I wish Hardbody was here to hear it because, um, but you know, he's been reading it and beating off to it all week. It is the, it is called the best uh, the, the headline is the best pro wrestling podcast, period. Hardbody Harper makes me laugh every week. When you add in Mike and Doc, you get a trio of guys who make up the best pro wrestling podcast available today. The crew does an amazing job of recapping the classic wrestling shows and does it in a way that you really don't need the video footage. These guys do not have ads on their show, so once they get going, recaps of Harper's intimate encounters are the only interruptions you will get until the credits roll. Big props to Mike for buying headset after headset for Harper, who for some reason enjoys wearing them while participating in the aforementioned intimate encounters. Fantastic job, guys. Man. <laughs> The funny part about that is it's not a shoot when it comes to the headsets. No, it's it's not a shoot. It's one hundred percent on on point. You said it's not a shoot. No, no, I'm I mean, yeah, it's like we're not joking. No, that's a work. Yeah, I'm saying I'm saying it's a shoot. Oh, I thought you said it's not a shoot. Oh, okay. I may have. You know me. I don't speak well. Uh, you're pretty well spoken, I'd say. Pretty no, well. I don't know about that, but okay. Uh, you speak yeah, so well. I, you speak so well. Jesus Christ! Tell that <laughs> to my wife. She's the one that's proper. 
Uh, all right. That was a good one. Thank you, uh, D Hood, D yeah, for hey, the five star review. Once again, appreciate it. these help the algorithm. And when we get to 400, uh, Mike's going to go around to all 400 of you and give you a toothy, stubbly blowjob. That will not happen. Okay. All right. Are we ready to talk some Saturday night, Doc? Uh, yeah, last Saturday night I was knee walking drunk, probably got in a fight with the missus. Oh, you mean wrestling. Okay. All right. So let's get started. We are talking July 22nd, 1989, NWA Saturday night on TBS. Again, this is, like I said, at the top of the show, this is the go home show before the 1989 Mm. great American bash. And as you know, uh, these episodes that we're reviewing now are not on the network. So, uh, we've we've got our own footage, thanks to uh, BTT Hall of Famer and longtime supporter, Tim Morecci, who has supported us. And the reason I point out that these aren't on the network and this is our own footage is because some of the episodes that we have are cut a little short. There are things cut either from the beginning or maybe the end. Uh, there's an episode in a few months that is like all we got is like 15 minutes of it. So anyway, I point that out because the copy of this show that we're talking about this week from July 22nd of 89 uh, the front of it must be chopped off. So we head straight to the ring with the copy we have where we have a six-man tag match where we have Tommy, Davey, and Johnny Rich wrestling George South, Lee Scott, and Trent Knight. But again, we we are midway into this match when this thing starts. So, Doc, uh, we don't see much of this, but what do you have from this? Well, I tell you what we do see much of, and that's Tommy Rich's ample backside on the on the apron into the camera man he must be uh he must have put on 20 pounds since getting the first turner check yeah i don't know what you want from me on this guy I've i said my piece look when it i'm, comes to I'm just calling Rich. it as it is i thought that was dusty style. i was like when did dusty get back and then it was like i thought it was dusty and the italian stallion they got closer i was like that's tommy and davy rich i'll be damned it, it did look like dusty's buttocks uh, when we were from the hard camera, when you're watching it, you can you can literally see it's it's a it's a big wide load. Let's just leave it at that when he's on the ring apron. But, you know, whatever. What do you, what do you think of, Tommy Rich is spending his newfound riches on? See how I said riches? <laughs> use your imagination. I think we all know what he's spending his cash. Hey, on. man, I've known some pretty skinny cokeheads. I think it's all on on Tommy Wisers. You know. He got his own wrestling school now. Uh, you maybe I should. You should I go and show up the first day? Well, you know, I hey, mean, hey, I want somebody to teach me how to wrestle. Rumor is it, you know, he's he is giving lessons on how to snort, but you must provide the product in addition to your wrestling school fees that you pay. Who posted that in the Facebook group? I think it was Bobby Murray. It may have been somebody else. I, I'm sorry if I don't get the name right. Somebody posted about his school in the group. Anyway, uh, the team of Johnny, Tommy, and Davey win. I guess there's no surprise there. I mean, what, is, what did you, you think about all this stuff? Well, can you hit me 4.15? Um, on the timestamp, 4.15. Let's see what we're talking about here at 4.15. I need you. That's the Thez Press? What's he doing after the Thez press? I don't know. Let's watch it again. What is he doing? Like, he did it. Okay. But then what? You're the one defending this guy. I ain't defending shit. He looked like he was about to finish on the dude. 
He did look like he was convulsion, like an orgasm was coming. What the hell? Look at that. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, you know, that's your guy, man. No, it's not my guy. Ric Flair's my guy. He finishes on the broads. That's going to be his finisher, him being Tommy Rich while he's here, just so you know. All right. Well, Any I'm other thoughts inter- on the match? I'm not interested in a six-man uh, team of the party patrol and Tommy Rich. <laughs> you say that again. Let's go now to the Freebirds who are going to be out here. They've got a promo that they got to cut. Uh, here it is. Oh, I hate to tell you this, baby. Well, go ahead and tell me. But we're dealing with a bunch of idiots, pal. We're dealing with a bunch of idiots. How you, you think, figure? This, How you you think figure? them road warriors were smart enough after we made them so humiliated them so <laughs> in Marietta and the Midnight Express? <laughs> they went out with yet last week's garbage, but they still want to get in the cage with the baddest boys on the block, the Freebirds and the boys from Samoa. I don't understand it, but you know, idiots are real easy to beat, Michael. Well, you know, let's explain it real simple. Baltimore, <laughs> Sunday afternoon, yeah. July 23rd, war games, and they say, oh, good God, y'all, what is it good for? It's good for eliminating trash. And if you wonder where the big gun is, bam, bam, he's out right now with the SST, putting him through a special training session. <laughs> so get it like this. Tell him, Michael. When we're all in the cage, right. only five are going to leave, and five are going to bleed. Any thoughts on Hayes and Garvin building up the War Games match coming up at the bash that we're going to review? I was wondering if Gordy had taken a quick trip to Japan, but I guess not. No, 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 no. Can you imagine what he's teaching the Samoans? Here's how you shotgun a beer. (laughs) No, no, don't don't eat the can. It's possible, depending on when this was taped this the july 22nd 89 episode which i don't have in front of me but i don't i mean it is possible but i don't know we we don't know that for a fact i like that you know the war what is it good for that's a that's a great song but you know taking out the trash i like it man i you're down on Michael Hayes, but he's delivering. No, 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 no. I'm down on Hayes commentary with Jr. because he doesn't shut up. I am not down on Michael Hayes as a tag team champion. There is a big difference. Okay. Yeah, big, big difference. Okay. Well. I thought it was meat and potatoes, which is what it needed to be. It was fine. Look, at this point. The bash is the next day. We've already built the quote-unquote angles. We've already done the heavy lifting, in my opinion. Uh, you you really, at this point, although you want to drive some pay-per-view buys, you also don't want to mess anything up. So you know it's the next day. You know it's happening, and 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 we're here. So that I, I thought it was fine. It was, and I think that's with a lot of the promos on this episode. To be honest with you. Um, I, I thought it was yeah, funny. I feel I, I get the feeling everybody's trying not to mess anything up, but nobody's truly going to talk him in the building. Yeah, well, I don't know. Flair kind of at the end, he's got he's always stuff. a difference. Yeah. So we keep going, and actually, uh, if you're watching the video version, because you can get the video versions of these on Patreon at tinyurl.com/patreonbtt, 
Uh, we we see the video package of Funk laying waste to lots of people in the promotion with his pile driver. I believe this is the segment that was cut off last week. So uh, this on the copy last week got cut and we only saw like them introing it. But we actually see the whole segment now. Doc, did you, uh, did you have any thoughts on this? I thought this was well put together for what it was worth. Uh, yeah, I mean. I. How would you feel if you were up in his pile driver and he started walking backwards and shit? Mm, no, that'd have been okay. Okay. Because to me, like leaning, God, like he him, sticks flare, man. Look at this. It's hard to get. He stuck him. That's hard to. Uh. I thought that was the greatest part of this packet video package was the fact that the last thing you see is him dropping flare on his head and the pile driver on the table before we then go to a to a funk promo here. Yeah, I, that was that was my main note from the only thing I, can, I think about whenever I see a pile driver. And we'll talk about it at the pay-per-view, too, is nobody. It, it, I understand. But the best pile drivers are like the, the Paul Orndorff spike pile drivers. Orndorff had a vicious one that time. He, <laughs> he murdered the whole twin. Oh, well, it wasn't just that. I, it, there was one where he hits Hector with it, Hector Guerrero in Smoky Mountain. And there was a thing where it was like the, I think it may have been the end of a show. It was early Smoky Mountain. Basically, all the enhancement talent came out. Hector Guerrero came out. And, I mean, he he spiked pile drove every last one of them. He was getting some serious airtime. I guarantee you that Batten twin is just about ready to get up. And I don't, I don't want to make a bad joke here. I wonder if that's one of the Batten twins that's deceased that it got pile driven. Like, I don't remember which Batten it was. One of the, you know, you know, one of them's deceased, passed away. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, he, that Batten twin that got pile drove on the floor. I was, who was I telling that story to? Was it on Dutch's show? I don't remember. But he got pile drove, and Doc, he was out. The match went like another ten minutes, and that dude didn't move. <laughs> he was dead on the floor. Yeah, I told you he's about to get up any time now. Yeah, 30 years later. All right, let's keep going. We got Terry Funk who's going to cut a promo uh, as um, his last promo before the bash. Here it is. Tomorrow is the day, Ric Flair. Tomorrow is my day. It is the high point in my entire wrestling career. Now, I've told you simple-minded people before why I am doing this. I told you how I looked down at my father's grave and there was nothing but the West Texas winds blowing. And I saw the name Funk on that gravestone and there was nobody else in sight. And I swore to the heavens above that that name Funk would become synonymous with professional wrestling forever. Now either I am a failure or I am a success to tomorrow. And I swear to you, on my family name, that I am going to be a success. You people are going to see a new NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. And you are going to see Ric Flair lose his dignity, lose his pride, 
lose his honor and walk away with his head in shame. Oh, Ric Flair, cry if you want to. But I'm smiling. I Once again, I think meat and potatoes. I thought Funk was solid. It's what he needed to be here right before the bash and their match. Doc, what do you think? I agree. What I did like is, you know, he's not telling crazy stories. He's not going around, you know, the scenic route. He's not middle-aged and crazy. And then he says, he delivered the line that says, you people are going to see a new NWA world champion. That does have some impact when you say it like that. Because that's still back when you didn't just see that. So And, and so he's yeah. not out there talking about Ric Flair smelling like a horse or something like that. It, a jackass. He's, he's serious about the moment because the moment's serious. I thought it was great. I mean, he's a former NWA world champion. It's been many years since he had it. But... If you're watching this for the first time all those years ago, you got to be worried that he can take that belt from Flair. I mean, he's crazy. Well, we still don't know because Rick has refused to wrestle any warm-up matches. We still don't know if Rick's going to be ready to roll here. That's true. We'll talk about that on the pay-per-view because that is addressed by Gordon Soley in a very good promo during the pay-per-view or right before the match. We'll talk about that on the uh, Patreon show. Okay. Let's keep it moving. Uh, we go to the skyscrapers who are up against Bob Emery and Tony Suber. Now, um, Emery and Suber are not little dudes. They both have some beef on their frames. I mean, these are big guys. There are tons of peanut head chants from the crowd. Uh, Teddy Long is confronting Jr. about being called peanut head on commentary because uh, he joins Jr. Meanwhile, Spivey and Sid. They're really dominating these guys in the ring. And I point that out again because Emory and Super are not little guys, but they're still kind of getting dominated by by, by Spivey and Sid. So, Doc, what are your thoughts on this match or a commentary or anything? Did Bob Emory wrestle in Smoky Mountain at all? I don't think so. Okay. I don't I don't recall him. But, you know, we did 200 episodes. It is possible that an enhancement talent, he could have slipped in there for an episode or so that we're just not, you know, recalling. Okay. Man, I didn't have much with this match. Um, I, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. You've got a team you're trying to build up here, in my opinion, and you do put them in there against two big dudes, and they pretty much dominated Emery and Suber. Uh, there's nothing else to really say about it. They got they got the win. Uh, there was a, a flub. Um, no, it wasn't a flub. What am I talking about? They, they they win the match, but it's just it is what it is. I mean, you know, what else are you gonna what else are you gonna want here? In my opinion, uh, this is like one of those studio matches where it's an enhancement talent match. It is what it is. All right. Um, so no other thoughts, Doc. As Norman the Lunatic is out there again, kind of watching. <sighs> <laughs> No, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they don't have on his puke green scrubs a doo-doo stain. Yeah. All right. So after the skyscrapers win, 
we go to the wrestling hotline commercial. We've talked mm. about that already on the previous show, where we have Secret Service Jack Victory <laughs> uh, doing the wrestling hotline. Yeah, go figure. Uh, we've talked about that at nauseum at this point. And in a second, we're going to go to Lex Luger. Doc, you ready to do that now, or you got anything else? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, so Lex Luger is going to cut a promo. He's out there with JR. Let's listen to what Luger has to say. I actually think this is very good. Here it is. Superstation TBS, Jim Ross with you here on the World Championship Wrestling. Remember tomorrow afternoon, 4.30, the big event in Baltimore at the Baltimore Arena. One of the great championship matches you'll see in addition to Ric Flair and Terry Funk will be for the United States Heavyweight Championship. The champion is joining me now here at our set. And tomorrow at 4.30, I have to thank you. You've had a lot of big matches in your career. The buildup for this one has been tremendous. And I want to know in the 11th hour here, what's on your mind in regard to facing Ricky Steamboat tomorrow? My, 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 first of all, Jim Ross, aren't we fickle? Not a very warm reception for your U.S. heavyweight champion on the threshold of the big bash and the great American bash. You know what your problem is out there? When you compare yourselves to the total package, you feel inadequate. You see, when you all look in the mirror every morning, you wish you had a different job, a different car to drive. You all wish you looked different, could change the way you look. But you see, when I wake up in the mirror and I look there, I see 270 pounds of bronze chiseled perfection. Now, if that gets all you ticked off, well, that's just too bad. You all want to change your lives, and that reminds me of Ricky Steamboat, who wants to change something. He wants to be Jim Ross, the U.S. heavyweight champion. But you see, Ricky Steamboat, I am the greatest wrestler, the prima wrestler in our sport today. And that goes for you as well, Ric Flair. There's also another big match in Baltimore involving the Stinger. And Sting, I won't be there to carry you. I won't be there to help you this time around. Because you see, you are looking at a class champion. You didn't get your no DQ match, Ricky Steamboat. The champion dictates what kind of match it is. But you will get your match and you will see that I am class that will never pass. The total package, the man to beat in our sport today, Lex Luger. All right, thank you very much. We'll find out exactly what kind of man he is tomorrow at 4.30. Now let's go back up to the ring. When Luger said the champion dictates the type of match that it will be, I thought that was as good as it gets. He is so smug, and I loved it. Heel Luger is very good. Doc, what did you think? Did you notice he was dry when he started that? Uh, let me roll that back. Um, I, I I hadn't been okay. Yeah, he he was he. Let's go back to the okay. Yeah, he, yeah. You can see it. So Lex is dry. He, I mean, he's starting to perspire. There's a slight glisten on his body. Slight. It's a dull glisten. And as we get into it, he is uh, starting to. Definitely glisten <laughs> a lot more as I scan it there. Look at that. Yes. Ooh, you can skate across that. Um, yeah, buddy. 
He was telling everybody that they wish they were him. I wonder in 2020, he'd wish he was me if he could get out of that chair. Jesus, come on. What? What? I'm just saying you got to be careful when you say things like that. You never know how life's going to turn out. (sighs) Grow up. Okay, so. He's, he's, hey, he's way better as a heel. Just irrefutable that he's, he's more at home in this role than he than he has been sucking up to all these nine to fivers once again robert silva told us luger was gonna turn it up in 89 and he's right i'd forgotten but he's right heel luger at this stage is something to watch i mean right that's a perfect line what he told what he told steamboat the champion mm-hmm. dictates the type of match. Get the Actually, hell out of here, that's punk. That's not true, but okay. Well, okay. It doesn't have... Here we go again. It doesn't have to be true because you're a heel. You can spout off whatever you want as a heel. Speaking of spouting off whatever you want, what match Uh-oh. is next? Well, I don't know what it is, but they roll back out there, Ranger Ross and Keith Steinborn. And this is no disrespect to Keith Steinborn. Yeah, maybe it is. I don't care that Ranger Ross, uh, I ain't knocking him for being a a veteran. God bless him. Thanks for your service. For me, Ranger Ross putting this man on television in 1989 is a complete waste of time. I don't. I don't have anything from this nonsense, Doc. What, what do you have? I mean, please, please enlighten me. Ugh. I put my review of this match was one word. Why? <laughs> it was nope. It was nope. Nope. As in, you just didn't watch it. Uh, I probably left it running and just like went and got another beer or something. I don't know. <laughs> got ready. You gotta for say. A... Well, go ahead. Go ahead. I just this is there's no call for this. It's pointless. I mean, it's it's truly pointless. There's <laughs> this is pointless. I get it. I mean, they're putting matches out there that don't really have anything to do with uh, what's coming up. But that's which is fine. You got a pay per view the next day, so whatever. It is what it is. I mean, I'm not. Is it? I'm not questioning it. It's it's look. This is the type of stuff you give away on free TV because you're not giving anything away. We're not here for the wrestling. Remember, we're here for the shit talking. We all, we've all. When did? That but that's show. gone. So we got to have some. Well, no, we still get some. We still get some smack talk. We still when? get the smack talk. Uh, we've had we've had some smack talk this episode. We've we've seen some smack talk from Flair over the net last few weeks, along with Funk. I mean, you can't knock it like that. But anyway, uh, Ranger Ross wins in a match. Doc have I Doc and I have already talked too much about. Doc, any other thoughts, or can we go to uh, our friend Ricky Steamboat here? I think it's time to go to the family unit. <laughs> I know why you're saying that, too, because there's something that happens at the bash. (laughs) But okay. Let's go to Ricky Steamboat here and uh, see what he's got to say leading up to his match with Lex Luger. All right, fans, we're back here on Superstation TBS. I'm awaiting the arrival of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. We heard earlier from the total package Lex Luger. 
Remember, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. Ricky, how you doing? Thanks for coming out. Interesting comment that Lex Luger made moments ago. I'm sure you heard it. He said, Ricky the Steamboat wants the U.S. Heavyweight Championship. I wonder, however, if that is your real motivation. You've been a world champion. You've been the U.S. champion before. Is that your motivation, or is it to teach Lex Luger a lesson? You know something, Jim Ross? I could probably count on one hand how many times that I'm going to have a match with this type of a guy with this feeling going through my body. And that is Lex Luger tomorrow in Baltimore. The match that you're going to encounter is the kind of match that I'm going to teach you a lesson. You don't jump the dragon. You don't clothesline the dragon. You don't have me down on my backside, begging off to you, hit me with a chair, and then get up here and make fun and tell about it and brag upon it, Lex Luger. You know something, Lex? The U.S. Championship is on the line. And if tomorrow in Baltimore I happen to take it, that's the icing on the cake. But the first initiative is to teach you a lesson. To beat you down. To make you suffer. To make people look at you and say, look at Lex Luger. What kind of a man? He's six foot five, 270 pounds. The greatest shape of his life. But you're not in the kind of shape that I am in mentally. Mentally is the shape I'm talking about to you, Lex Luger. And you know when it's all said and done, when that black eye is healed, when that bloody nose is healed, when that broken and dislocated jaw is healed, you know when the real pain starts? The real pain when you look in the mirror, just like you started to tell everybody that works eight to five, when you look in the mirror and see that that gold is nowhere along your waist, that is when the real pain starts. You are going to be the U.S. champion, a has-been. He is indeed in a mental state that we have not seen him in a long, long time. Fans, we'll be back. The Danger Zone is coming up next. Okay, Doc. What are your thoughts on Steamboat there? What do you think about, um? you know, he's pretty amped up. But what do you think? Again, I thought he was good. I thought he was fired up. Man, when he's like... The main job isn't getting the title. I'll take that too. But my main job is to exact some revenge. He looks great. He sounds great. Luger sounds good. Let's 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 roll this thing out. I agree. I thought Steamboat was good. Doing We've good, seen him. They're doing a good job. I mean, if Jr. could just get his words right, he called him Ricky the Steamboat. Oh, well, it happens. I mean, does it? Yeah, I does. do it all the time. Harper does it too. I know y'all two mushmouth Cajuns can't do anything, right? That's why I'm not on ESPN or ABC or CBS or NBC. Independent, Brad. We're independent. You know that was my first major in college. We're small business. <laughs> We're small business. We don't have to be <laughs> professional. We should have applied for some of that some of that <laughs> Rona money. Uh, don't think it didn't cross my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit is the only problem is they probably make you pay some back. Well, no, though. I mean, the problem, like it, it appears show... here that based on your receipts, you bought a hard body Harper, a Pirates of the Caribbean alarm <laughs> clock. <laughs> you got to explain what the, you got to explain that to people who aren't getting it, because I know he talked about it last week, but 
but he sent us a picture of it too after the show. Jesus Christ. I, I, I was still floored two days later that a man with three clocks is late everywhere he goes. Bruh. <laughs> and the way he said it, he's like, I got three clocks I, in my room. I can't stand not knowing what time it is. Really? I can't sleep without a clock. File that away. <laughs> Every time he comes on now, what time do you think it is, Harper? Uh, he gets Silva bubble guts before the shows. Probably. Silva needs to be warming up in the bullpen. You never know when we might need to get a little bit more color in the lineup. That's nice. Hey, you know the NFL's given. You know we might get extra draft picks if we uh, increase our diversity numbers. You know it's funny. Like the trio of me, you, and Hopper are the most popular trio on the show. Of course Uh, we are. There are there are some who it's interesting. There are some who love Silva. There are some who hate Silva. There are some who love Lance. There are some who hate Lance. It's 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 interesting. There are some who hate me. God, you should see my emails. Jesus. I'm like, it's 30-year-old wrestling. Why are you getting so upset and working yourself into a shoot? But here's the thing. But here's the thing. I've learned this over the years. It it only matters if they if nobody says anything. Hate us too. Hate us, like us. Hey, I'm telling you right now, I know full, we're, we're, Mike and I are going to work hard to make this a fun show, but we, we both are fully aware we're down on Harper. I get that. I know that. I understand that. The, the best, the best show that this network puts out are when Harper and I, and sometimes Mike are on. We know that. Amen. But Amen. we also have in our, one of our, our core values that we got together at our strategic planning session a few years ago, we got together and we plotted out our core values was we never missed a week. So here we are. Look, at That's you. true. Cause we would have missed a few weeks if not for that. And doc is, and we've had, we've had by... family members, we've had family members in hospitals. We've had Harper in the hospital. We've had children get born. Deaths. Deaths, pandemics, hurricanes, yeah. tornadoes, been a famines. Lot. Been a lot. Well, Doc was uh, starting to fawn over something a second ago. Uh, we are uh, we're going to the danger zone. If you don't have the network and you're not a patron, you need to become a patron so you can see the video feed of the pay-per-view so that you can see what Missy is wearing at the... I, I'm going to have to towel off when that comes on. Okay, we'll get to that when we record it because I got a note about that too. Jesus we will discuss. We, we, we might just review that segment and nothing else. No, I want to. I want to review it. All right. All right. Okay. Well, let's keep the show moving. So uh, we got we go to the danger zone with Sting and Eddie Gilbert, and before they they go to the the promo part, they show a a photo, and Paulie has a poster of Gilbert, Sting, and Missy and Steiner from, and I be, I believe this was UWF where they took this because I can that's what Steiner used to wear back then when he was in the UWF and I'm pretty sure this is UWF taken from when they were all in the UWF so anyway you can see that there as they're as they're bringing them out but again it's the danger zone with Sting and Eddie Gilbert did you want to say something about the poster doc no no nothing 
All right, she looks good as always. Well, that's true. All right, let's go now to uh, to the danger zone. Here it is. Danger zone, cut the music. It's my show. Welcome to the danger zone. You know, everybody knows that tomorrow is the biggest night of your life as you defend that belt against the great Muta. Everybody knows that you used to be managed by Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and the two of you were even tag team champions. My question is very simple. Since the first family is reuniting tomorrow night in Baltimore for one time only, 4.30 p.m. on pay-per-view, one time only, that brings me to my question. Are you the one that went to Eddie Gilbert and asked him to be in your corner just one more time? Go right after this. Go ahead. Go no, right ahead. no. I went to the stinger. I asked, I volunteered to be in his corner tomorrow night because I know this is going to be his day that he finally proves that he is a better man and he pins the great Muda. Light bulb! Light bulb! Light bulb on top of my head! I have figured it out! A scoop on the danger zone! Here's what's going to happen tomorrow night! The stinger over here is going to come into the ring and beat the you-know-what out of the great Muda! The stinger over here is going to then slap Gary Hart around! The stinger is going to get Muta down! The stinger is going to have Muta in a predicament that he's never been before because he's never been beaten in the United States. He's never been beaten in Japan. He's never been beaten anywhere in the world. And the Stinger is going to have the Muta down, ready to be beat. And that's when Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert's going to come in and do what he's always wanted to do since Muta sprayed the mist and Missy. You're going to burn Muta right no, there. No, 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 no. Like I said, this is his night. This guy, I've known him forever. As long as he's been in professional wrestling, this is his night. I would not interfere in it unless Jerry Hart does. You're just like every manager out there besides me. You are trying to steal his spotlight. Guess what, Polly? The spotlight's on me right now. And let me tell you something right now. Don't ever compare me to Beaver Cleaver. You Eddie Munster look alike. Okay? I trust him, he trusts me, no big deal, okay? Terry Funk's been in my face lately, I, I'm a little sidetracked every now and then, but the Nature Boy's gonna be right in his face tomorrow night too. So I don't have to worry about that, I'm narrow-minded, nothing but the great Muda for the Stinger tomorrow night. And guess what, while we're on the subject here, what are you worrying about the Stinger and hot stuff for? If I were you, I'd be worrying about yourself tomorrow night against Jim Cornette because you got a match. You got a match against Jim Cornette, and the rules of the match are the first one to be stripped of his clothes is the loser. And if I were you on national TV, you might just lose, first of all. I'd be a little embarrassed to find out what kind of panties you got under those pants, Philidor. Sting finished it off with a scream for you, Everett Starr, a uh, longtime patron out there. All right, Doc, your thoughts on... Sting, Eddie, in the danger zone. I think Sting mixed up Leave It to Beaver and, and the Monsters with different names. I thought Eddie was really good there, and I thought Paul Lee was outstanding. You know, being a shit heel. Yeah. Like, 
you're going to do what every manager besides me does. <laughs> I mean, that's a great, great shit heel line. I, I, and I love having Eddie Gilbert out there with Sting so that he can carry for Sting. Then Sting does the gay talk or the swishy boy talk for Paul E, which I don't know that you could do today. You mean, you mean you thought it was fine? You just think if he did that today, they would somebody would say something. Is the, we'd get the canceling started? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you. That's what I was just clarifying. Cause I, I actually thought that was hilarious, and yeah, it, to me, yeah. It, it's a great visual leading into that match that they're gonna have. I agree. Paul Lee versus Cornette because, like, it plants a seed of wait. We do want to see this little jackass get stripped down and see right. if he's got laced panties on or whatever so you know I bet i'm that, with you i bet you that nancy boy does wear panties under there martha That's exactly you can hear the rednecks in the territory i tell you what i bet you he does have them pink lace panties on you know he's a bleep i mean you you, you, you know, know you i know didn't know my, my good christian god fearing mind didn't go there originally but now that the stinger done said it I'm a God-fearing Christian person, and I would never think this, but God damn it, when I heard that Sting fella say what he said about this guy having pink panties on, I think he might have some pink panties on. He might be on to something there, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, any other thoughts on the danger zone? Sting and Muda, man. Who's not ready for that? Amen. I agree. I'm gonna tell you this, man. I have I have an opinion about their match at the at the at the pay per view. You're gonna want to be on to hear. All right, tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt is the only way to listen or watch the video review that we do. You like Again, how, it's tinyurl. You like how I set that up and then talk over the lead. Talk over you. Absolutely. You <laughs> Perfect for you. Tinyurl.com/slash/patreonbtt. Look. We don't do ads. There's not ads. I actually got a message today about someone wanting to know how much we charge for ads. We don't because we don't want to do ads. So uh -oh. we're here. We're here and it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTC. If you love this show and love listening to it for free every week, consider supporting at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTC. Now, Doc, I have a feeling you were saying, uh-oh, not because we're thrown to a video footage of the Samoans, Freebirds, and SST in a cage. We saw this last week also, uh, beating down the Road Warriors. You're saying that because we are thrown to a match with the Steiner brothers who are going up against Wild Bill Irwin and I Sheik, I return. Yes, Sheik here. Where hey, Doc, how do you do? Where, where, where have you been, Sheik? Our Sheiky baby was prowling your sister-in-law with 12-inch cock. Where did you find the extra six inches? <laughs> Sheik is back, though, man. I mean, this is amazing. Sheik, if you'd have told me... We'd ever see him again? I told you I thought we would see him again. I've been saying it for a while now. Now, here's the other part. If you would have told me back in 1986, hey, true or false, the Iron Sheik and Wild Bill Irwin are going to tag up in a match versus the Steiner you Brothers could have taken all my money. I would have been like, you lying sack of shit. That is false. But no, here we are. The Steiner Brothers with Rick Steiner hitting on Robin Green as he walks to the ring. And Missy Hyatt you are up against you the Sheik and Wild Bill. This is like um, 
They came out to Welcome to the Jungle from Guns N' Roses. I did catch that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the benefit of having the raw footage. I don't say raw footage, but the uh, absolutely the old footage that we have that doesn't have the anything dubbed over into it, because this is from the original. You know, I don't say this is not the original tape because this is from a VCR, but uh, this is the original VHS that someone recorded that we now have access to. So God bless you for doing this, whoever you are. But Tim Moretti got it to us anyway. Uh, I did notice that, but Doc, if if someone would have said true or false, Wild Bill and the Sheik tag, would you have said false? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. me too. That's right. So um, they come out to welcome to the jungle, like you said. Rick Steiner greets Robin Green on his way to the ring because he's still sweet on her, and he's doing some plowing, we guess. Anyway, uh, the Steiners win when Er Wild Bill misses a move off the top rope, and then Rick Steiner small packages Wild Bill. Doc, any thoughts on this match? I think she got a look at these Steiners and said, no way, Bubba. <laughs> he stayed out on the apron a lot. So he was either tired. He was either blown up from the walk down to the ring or he got a look at the Steiners and thought, ah, this ain't, this ain't like working with the Hulkster. Meanwhile, while Bill is thinking, this is just like working with the Von Erics back in the day. I don't know. When you go back and rewatch Kevin especially work. That is a reckless dude in the ring that no one calls out for it. Well, and a lot of that had to do with the people he was working with, right? That made it look good. Well, I mean, like, go ahead. I was just say, I mean, him and Gordy, geez. Yes, but like, I mean, even Gang and Rod will tell you, like, man, being in the ring with Kevin was just, it was potato city. Kerry wasn't as bad. David wasn't as bad. But Kevin, when you go back and watch week to week, somebody needed to tell him it was a work. Like, bruh. Well, what, you know, what, what's you know, what's we the make... statement that, um, that, that uh, um, Robert Fuller said? Was he talking about Kerry or Kevin when he said that statement? Kevin. Exactly. We're doing a little bit more work than this here job requires. Exactly. And you know if Fuller, as big and as bad as he is, says that, you know that carries some weight. Of course it does. But go ahead. What were you about to say? Nothing, man. I'm just, I'm telling you, we we get on carry a lot because he was high all the time. But when he was right, or I don't know, even when he wasn't, he was smooth in the ring. 100% 100% total agreement. Kerry was very smooth. Very, very smooth. He would throw that discus punch. It looked like he took your head off, but he didn't connect. Kevin, I've got multiple clips I've seen in the last few years doing that show with Lance. Kevin Von Erich would go in with bad intentions. So you're <laughs> telling me you're telling me that if you're Wild Bill here, you're like, yeah, the Steiners are going to hit me, but at least... It's it's not it's snug. It's not potato would be. Yeah, it, <laughs> she finally got in the ring for two seconds Jeez, and then out. crawled back out. He crawled out. out. <sighs> Let me tell you something, Bubba. I take no shit. I uncheck. I do what job calls for. I go in the ring. I I make one appearance. Ten seconds. Water bill come back in. Take pin. I go in the back. I smoke the marijuana. 
and I bang the fat rat, make ass cheeks clap. Just like you say. Okay. Sheik rolled in for five seconds. <laughs> he stood out there for five minutes, rolled in for five seconds. Looks like he's been blown up. I I just hope that they're keeping him and tell me Rich apart. Uh, mm. Hopefully. Um, any other thoughts on this match? Like I said, the Steiners win. They look good too. They got a big match at the pay per view. Oh, they do. They do. Sheik is still. Sheik's working now. He he's he put his foot on the apron or on the rope so that he can get hit. Sheik comes yeah, in. He kicks. better be careful kicking Rick Steiner with that boot. Look, he tags out. He ain't been in there twenty seconds and he tags out. Uh, this is so, good tag team wrestling where they work the man over in their corner and keep the fresh man in for a shoot. I bet, this I match. Hope Bill, I hope Bill Irwin got paid double for this. For a shoot, this match is about five minutes. And Sheik was in there for 30 seconds. If that long. If that. <laughs> All right, well, let's keep moving. Uh, we um after that match, we do see some we see some footage uh, of it's a video package of the steel cage being built. And they're 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 building the cage for war games. Doc, any thoughts on this? video package of the cage being built for war games. I'll have lots of thoughts at the pay-per-view. This is the same video from a few years ago. Yes, that's what I thought too. Um, not doing a side-by-side, but that's what I thought as well. All right. So, um, and we see various other clips as well uh, as we proceed. Now, in a second, we're going to go. I'm waiting for the video to catch up. We're going to go to Ric Flair. He wants to put Funk in the grave and let's go to rick now and see what he's got to say this is how this is how they go off air matter of fact this is the last thing that happens before they go off air here it is and we're back here ladies and gentlemen we're just about out of time here in our program here tonight remember tomorrow at 4 30 the world's heavyweight championship will be on the line it's been may the 7th was the last time we saw the heavyweight champion of the world in action i'd like to bring out right now the undisputed heavyweight wrestling champion of the world Tomorrow. I have never been more ready. 
So I thought that was pretty good for them to have Flair go out there and mention the Steamboat and Luger match and put his little oomph into it, along with mentioning Sting versus Muda with the NWA TV title on the line. I I like that. This is the last push. I think most people at this point were already going to buy if they were looking forward for Flair and Funk. But I also think, hey, send your champion out there and let him say something about those other two big matches and hopefully draw some more buys. But anyway, that was my thought, Stock. What were yours? Oh, I thought this was great. I thought he was awesome. You know, he's like, we shouldn't be together today, but tomorrow one of us is going to die. That's that's <laughs> that's bold, dude. Mm-hmm. He wants to put you six feet deep at that point. So, and I thought I thought this was good. And then I wonder how much of that was real frustration when he told Luger, "Whoever called you a good big man." There's always a good bit of reality in some of these promos. Or I don't say a good bit, but there's also there's always a tad bit of reality is is the words I'm looking for. And I think maybe that was what you heard right there from Flair. Okay. Man, I'm ready. Let's buy this some bitch. Yeah, let's buy it. Let's uh let's definitely buy it. This is gonna be something good to talk to watch talk about and review for our patrons at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt we need to take care of the rolex and rate this week's episode before we do so i want to remind everyone it is the holidays so please use the amazon associates link for btt at tinyurl.com slash btt amazon it is a great way to support this show without spending anything extra if you're already shopping on amazon and purchasing things for your family your side pieces your wife your boyfriend your girlfriend whatever you have use the link it's tinyurl.com slash btt amazon amazon gives the show a little bit of support in return when you use that link especially during the holidays and we hope you're having some festive holidays right now doc uh, we need to rate it rolex it what do you want to do you want to rate it first or you want to give the rolex first which one you want i'll let you choose uh let's do the rolex first okay who you got i think he goes to rick man he came out and tied it all together and got us ready to go charging to the to the phone to call our cable companies to say we're ready to spend 1995. I think there were a number of contenders. Is it the reverse Rolex go to Sheik? No, no, no. That is a good thought, though. I didn't think about that until you said it. I think there's a number of contenders, but I do have to give it to Rick at the end because that's, that's what you do. That's how you go off air before the pay-per-view. You give it to... I think that's the way to go. I, I, I love it. I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, flare as well and to rate this thing uh, i am going to rate it an a i thought this was just a good episode i don't know how much we missed from the original i don't know if this was originally a full two-hour show or would have been close to an hour and a half or if this was just a, a slightly cut off episode where maybe we missed the first five minutes i'm not sure i did try to look it up but i couldn't find it so uh but i'm gonna give it an a i, I thought you know, 40 minutes without commercials, and I'm going to give it an A. I, I enjoyed this week's episode. I like wrestling. Doc, what are you going to give it? 
Well, we can't worry about what we don't see. We only, you know, we have gone to a secondary source for content and it's all we've got. So we're going to rate what we, what our eyes, we put our eyeballs on. With that being said, I also, how long was this episode? 40 minutes and 40 seconds uh, (laughs) without commercials. Well, that's a good time for a show. I mean, really, really good. It's really good stuff, man. Really, like, when we used to do the Smoky Mountains and it'd get to like 47, 48, I'd be like, come on. But this felt yeah. just, this felt just right. Um, I'm going to say A minus. All right. Fair enough. All right. So that's how uh, we Man, wrap up the show. You can give an A to a show that's 40 minutes long and has Ranger Ross in it. That's bull crap because the Sheik popped me something terrible once we started <laughs> talking about it. Man, what a lazy <laughs> prick. <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> um anyway, I uh I thought this was I I love this. I love the show this show. I love the Sheik. Reverse Rolex should go to Sheik for coming out there for for twenty seconds in a five minute match. I mean, he tagged in he only tagged in once. The first time he just kinda rolled in. It wasn't even a tag, I don't think. And the second time was a tag. And he appeared right back. He appears- out disinterested with the booking he's disinterested they're gonna send him home and he's gonna get paid two years to sit at home okay uh remember i said if you uh you know this was the go home show for the pay-per-view so again if you want to to get the pay-per-view of this uh, or or get the review of the pay-per-view the great american bash you're gonna have to go to tinyurl.com slash patreon btt it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It's a great way to support uh, not only the show, but uh, you also get a ton of extra content. I mean, there's over 200 plus episodes on Patreon. There's the video reviews, just tons of content to to check out. Uh, lots of non-wrestling stuff. We still keep it politics free and religious free, but lots of non-wrestling stuff is there and whatnot. So again, consider becoming a patron, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Here's the thing. Uh, last Christmas uh, time or around Thanksgiving, I got a lot of emails and I've gotten a lot of emails all year about, you know, hey, uh, I want to sign up annually. Uh, can I do that? Not go month to month. Yes, you can. And a lot of people wanted to do that because they wanted to tell their significant others or or spouses or husbands or wives, whatever you have. They were like, hey, I, I, I want that for Christmas. So can can you know, is there a way to do it annually? Yes. So look, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Tell your significant other. uh either give you the money where you can sign up or just tell them to sign up for you. But you might want to tell them to give you the money because you get to register with your own email and stuff. That way you can access all the Patreon shows. But anyway, so I wanted to point that out. That's the only way you can listen to our Great American Bash 1989 pay-per-view review. Doc, uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? A little bit shorter episode this week, but still fun nonetheless. Uh, yeah. Do you know that we are still a year and a half away from the Sheik's final match in WCW? I told you. That's why I was like, nah, he comes back. Can you imagine what his final match, Iron Sheik versus the Junkyard Dog in 1991 in Columbia, South Carolina is going to look like? (laughs) (laughs) Is that on a pay-per-view? I don't know, but I'm telling you, that's like two people that four o'clock in the morning that are fighting over the last Keystone light. Come on. It is time well, to go. Picture picture this in your mind. The Sheik's got a bit of a gut now. JYD, when he comes back next year, 
is is even larger than he left. Just just so you know, I can't imagine those two having a match. But we'll leave it at that and wait till we get there in '91. Mm. <laughs> All right, Doc. Any other thoughts before we get out of here? I got a couple of things I got to mention. Hit it. All right. Well, uh, shout out to our vantage point, the retro wrestling podcast run by buddies of mine, Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the Northern version of BTT slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun. Nonetheless, they support us. So please support them as they cover the Northern side of things with that WWF sports entertainment aspect of things. And they do a good job with that. Their show also shout out to the bottom line cast run by Mike Prue and JV. They do our ECW show on our Patreon feed, but they also do a show on the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. So go check that out as well. Uh, Check out the Bottom Line cast and our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. On that note, we hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. Hold on. on. You want to hear something else? Oh, Jesus. Do you know that the Iron Sheik's final match took place in 2010, and it was when he tag-teamed with Jay Lethal? You gotta be kidding me. So it says on his Wikipedia page. Here's another one. Oh, in yeah, ni- I believe Wikipedia. In 1994, <laughs> he went on a wrestling tour of Nigeria. Promote now. Get this. Imagine going to Nigeria in 1994 on a wrestling tour with Iron Sheik. This shit was promoted by Chris Adams. It was co-sponsored by Pepsi. So now we've got Chris Adams. Iron Sheik, Jimmy Snuka, Greg Valentine, Demolition Axe, and Kevin Von Erich on the road in Africa. What year was this? 94. I wonder if Iceman was there. Because he told me a story one time about them being in Africa. I could have swore it was Africa. And being with Kevin Von Erich. That's why I'm wondering if he was there. God, I wish I could get in touch with him and ask him that. Do you do you think... Okay, two questions. Do you think that they were... How close do you think they were to death at all times? 99% close to death. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 That's a shoot. <laughs> yeah. I, I was... That's a good guess. Now... Here's the other question. If you got in touch with Iceman, would he know who you were? He'd, he, he'd say he did. He'd be He's a wrestler, so he would be like, he's like, hey, brother, I remember you, but he, he wouldn't remember. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm just being real. Well, it, it bees that way sometimes. <laughs> you know how many mud show wrestlers Iceman ran into over the years? Thousands. Yeah. That's what I said. Okay, well... On that note, maybe you should hit the tagline and get us on out of here. No, you hit it. No, you hit it. No, you hit it. Me? Yeah. You sure? Please. Okay. Book it, bitch. <laughs>